Hello and welcome to the Bid Food Talking Food Podcast. I'm Joe Anglis and for this episode we're continuing with talking through support for helping your business through this third lockdown by discussing how you can continue to generate revenue. My co-host for this one is David King, who is our Senior Customer Marketing Manager. We're going to be joined by Elio Alia, who is a Supply Chain and Purchasing Manager at Chopsticks Group, to discuss what they've been doing over the last few months to capitalise on any revenue opportunities. Chopsticks are an oriental quick service takeaway restaurant brand with over 66 sites across the UK and the Republic of Ireland. They are focused on delivering fresh, nutritious and tasty Pan-Asian meals made from the best ingredients. Before we speak to Elio, I'm happy to welcome back David to the podcast. Hi David, how are you? Hi Joe, yeah, good thanks. How's things your end? Yeah, not too bad, thank you. So for this episode, we're going to be talking obviously about driving revenue, of course. It's been a tough ride for hospitality over the last year. What have you seen or what would you recommend businesses do to drive revenue? Number one thing I'd say is that takeaway is obviously the key here. Um, takeaway through lockdown, I think, was up about 8% year on year, which is pretty staggering given that I think it was going slightly backwards um, coming into 2020. Um, I mean, no wonder kind of Amazon have invested in delivery before that. And, you know, the, I think they got the timing pretty right there. But, um, yeah, back to takeaway. I guess, I guess the really key thing here is just to make your menu um, efficient and delicious as possible. Review your top sellers, drive your social media to promote it. And ultimately, if you if it's not working, try something new. So really, really, really focus on takeaway. So what else have you seen, David? I've really seen these um, coffee subscription packs opening So um, and just growing, really. So... Big brands like um, Kiss the Hippo and Caravan, who are traditionally coffee houses, um, have done their own monthly subscription packs for customers to buy. Um, and this is a really interesting idea of ways to just generate revenue over lockdown and, and really kind of entice your consumers to engage with you and buy from you over the period of what has been a really, really tough time for them. Absolutely. That sounds right up your street as well, doesn't it? Yes, definitely. Definitely. And um, I think just to add to that as well, there's other things you've seen going on. I think we'll talk through them a bit later, but changing space is quite big dark and cloud kitchens popping up all over the place you know there's a lot of opportunity out there and even though the market is obviously in a really really tough place at the moment I think there's some quite innovative ideas going on um, so yeah interesting to see. Thanks David that's some really good insight there to start us off and it seems like we've got a lot of questions to ask Elio. We're now joined by Elio Elia from Chopsticks welcome to the podcast. Hi guys, hi Joe, hi David. Thank you very much for having me on, first of all. No problem at all. So um, David and I have just been chatting about some of the ways that we think businesses can capitalise on generating more revenue at this time. I guess my first question would be, what has the focus for Chopsticks been during this lockdown? Well, I think it's sort of varied over the course of time, starting from the very beginning. Uh, it sounds like a bit of a cliche, but survival is very much the first instinct. Um, for all businesses, I'm sure. So it was very much looking at um, ways we can scale down the menu, uh, work on our staff rotors, etc. Um, we then had a little bit of time of reflection where we could think a little bit about how we would approach things going forward. Um, I'd say the first step was ensuring that we could reopen safely, um, obviously taking into account social distancing and PPE, the other thing I would mention is with the time that we've had to think, it's really given us an opportunity to 
look at our business, think of ways of improving, innovating and bettering ourselves um, using the circumstances that we've been in. So Elia, how's your um, takeaway business performed through lockdown then? Significantly well over this period. Um, I think there's a couple of reasons for that, really. The, the obvious one is driven by the circumstances and naturally with uh, more people being at home and not allowed to go out and um, our hand has been a little bit forced. So uh, na- naturally, we've seen a, a significant uptake in home delivery and takeaway. In addition to that, though, because of the time and the circumstances that have come about, we've had a lot more time f- for focus on this area. I don't think all of this is caused purely from the natural circumstances. I think our focus on things has also driven things too. Prior to lockdown, takeaway was only really around about 10% of our business. Not something small, but at the same time, not our absolute key focus. Um, Over the course of time, we've seen it lift as high as 50% as a group. And even in some instances, especially now with the third lockdown um, and, and stricter uh, measures in in some instances it's the only option we have so I think it's a combination of both at the same time we've done a lot of work to try and improve on our offers and our actual proposition so I think it's twofold really both natural and enforced what's been the key then to really kind of creating the best takeaway offer you possibly can for your customers I think there are three key elements first thing I'd say is packaging I think that's very very important as far as your engagement with the customer, it's your only real sort of window at that point of receipt of you know your product and and giving yourself the best possible impression to to a customer when they're uh, when they're ordering from you. I'd also mentioned that especially in 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 the hard times we've been in, um, value has been significant, um, and we've put a lot of effort and focus into adapting our menu and making sure that we're putting out offers that are perceived as value to the consumer. If you look at the real mix of our menu as a whole, the bundles and the types of uh, offers that we're putting out at the moment are the best sellers really, and have been really well received. The final thing I would would also say, and you touched on on it at the very beginning, David, is in, in really engagement with the consumer. We're in a digital age, and I think this has only accelerated things and, and, and forced our hands slightly. Listening to feedback from from customers, um, engaging with them on social media and not being afraid to adapt and be agile and and, uh, react to those suggestions or ideas is also equally important. We've not necessarily made the change and sat still. We've tried as best as we can to be receptive, take things on board and not be afraid to make changes. The platforms that, that most businesses are on um, are very, very um, useful in that sense. You can do a lot more and adjust a lot more and be more agile uh, online uh, in comparison to perhaps in-store where it's a little bit more challenging. Um, you touched on it a little bit there, but um, have you got any examples of where you've had to adjust your strategy or quickly implement new ideas? Yeah, absolutely. We've looked at a hell of a lot. Um, when you think back over the, the time that's passed, there's quite a lot that we've gone through. I'd say initially, uh, we started to look at the actual menu itself and understand what the best sellers are and what sorts of products we could combine or put together to encourage people to go with us. The second thing is a little bit of a reflection on, on the business's portfolio in general. So we have Chopsticks, which is our main brand. 
We also operate a second sister brand called Yangtze, which is a very similar offer to what we do. And we had a real thought about the way things are moving with dark kitchens in general and how we can maximize on the proposition in general. So what we decided to experiment with initially is to implement a Yangtze menu into a chopsticks kitchen and offer that as a separate proposition online. So as an example, if you take a store that we had in Oxford Street, we would be offering the chopsticks menu on the platforms that we were on, but also we would offer the Yangtze menu separate to that. Um, And as a consumer, that offers you more choice. And as a business, it gives us more of an opportunity to, to kind of acquire that customer. So we did a lot of work on with our MPD team and making sure that the menus had some synergy and we were using as many of the same ingredients as possible to keep things simple. Um, and we found that that's been very, very effective. Stemming from that, we also then took the time to work on a third virtual brand, which we created from scratch, which is called Jaldi Jaldi. And that's a, a fast food Indian concept in a similar manner to Chopsticks and Yangtze really. Um, only with uh, an Indian-style menu. And again, we, with the support of BidFood, actually, we were able to um, acquire a lot of the ingredients very, very quickly and easily, uh, implement a very simple and concise menu, um, and launch this virtual brand uh, across a number of our stores. And it's been very, very positively received so far and has really opened a lot of uh, doors and ideas for how we operate takeaway in general in the future. Thanks, Elio. We're going to take a quick break now. Coming up shortly, we'll be discussing more with Elio about other ways chopsticks have been looking to generate more revenue. Plus, we'll be hearing his future predictions for food service. Welcome back. Um, Elio, following up on what we were talking about before the break, in terms of your long-term focus past the pandemic, is it going to be more on virtual brands, dark kitchens and takeaways? Well, I think as long as uh, we are in this situation, it's certainly one of the important factors we're considering. Um, I think that said, and pivoting you know, your businesses is obviously important in times like these. It's also important not to lose you know, sight of the, the bigger picture and, and, the, the op- and have the optimism and hope that one day we will start to see things become a little bit more normal and um, focus on what we've been good at for, you know, 15 years, which is opening stores and securing, um, you know, a pipeline for the future and uh, trying to um, increase our presence in the UK. That said, though, nothing that has been done, and I think for any business, um, any innovation or work that's been done in this time and will continue to be done is is not in vain or or not wasted whatsoever. Uh, If anything, it's opened a lot of doors for us, made us think differently, um, and we will certainly be operating in that way moving forward and as things start to um, ease a little bit. I like to think that we've just added another weapon to the arsenal, really, Um, and built ourselves a a more compelling proposition for the future. Hello, you mentioned there about dark kitchens and, you know, your your kind of venture into it with Yangtze and Jaldi Jaldi. Um, And you said there about, you know, how you see it as another weapon in the arsenal. I completely agree with you there and see it as just an addition to a lot of businesses' propositions. 
Is there anything else that you guys at Chopsticks have on the agenda to really push forward and generate further revenue? Implementation of different brands and increasing our exposure and presence online has been one of the main focuses. I think something else, which again, we've touched on right at the beginning, uh, which is slightly left field to that, is the idea of um, bringing the experience to the home um, through our ingredients, be it through a meal kit or be it through an individual ingredient itself. People have a lot more time uh, on their hands and are spending a lot more time at home. And as a consequence of that, have been very, very um, engaging with cooking at home and trying out new things and uh, trying to recreate experiences themselves. So we've looked at that and thought that that's uh, uh, been, been a very, very interesting proposition. What we've tried to, uh, to do in that time as well is think about ways that we can take our ingredients and the simplicity of our operation and try and deliver that into a consumer-friendly product. So one of the uh, categories we've looked at uh, as an example is our cooking sources. Cooking oriental dishes typically is not the most straightforward thing. Over the course of time for our own business, we've tried to simplify that and by creating our own bespoke recipes and formulas, uh, which are really easy to use in store. So we've considered taking that into smaller formats that are more suitable for the home to allow customers or our fans, really, as we like to call them, to recreate their favorite dishes, be it sweet and sour, salt and pepper chicken, etc. We actually ran a little trial and uh, did a uh, virtual testing with some of our super fans online from social media and uh, it was absolutely great to see how well it was picked up and how people really um, got stuck in and, and enjoyed using the product so it's definitely again something we're continuing to pursue and again it's another completely different revenue stream and and, and uh, way of approaching the market which we may have looked at but maybe not as quickly as we have done and so in light of a difficult situation, if anything, it's opened another door. And I guess it's like we spoke earlier about driving value for money and stuff. It's a really good way of having these experiences to really drive that, particularly when people are a bit more tight for money. Yeah, absolutely. And that all has to be you know, taken into consideration. I think uh, as an industry in general, that uh, ev- everybody is experiencing these hard times in, in their own way and support across the board is is needed. So I think it's very important that for us as a business we're not losing sight of what's brought us to this point and that is our loyal customer base and how much they've kind of supported us throughout this time the way our suppliers have supported us throughout this time as well and we are trying to do the best that we can to kind of bring forward the best possible proposition that we can that's a good value that's simple and that's uh, an enjoyable experience at the end of the day just to add to that, I think if anything, what um, this period has done is, as, as you said there, Elio, it's really made businesses experiment and do things that they haven't done in the past. I guess I see the future in quite a positive way now and that I see businesses have, have probed things over lockdown that haven't worked or have worked. But either way, they've kind of found out and they've done something. They've engaged with their consumers a lot better. I saw that things like local love was trending and the hashtag was trending on Twitter pretty much throughout the entire lockdown. There's a lot more love for businesses, um, especially in the hospitality industry. I think it's really crucial that we actually do capitalize on that as as operators to make sure that, you know, the, the industry does get back up from the recession and it does manage to come back stronger and better. I totally agree with that, David. And I think, as we've said, there are a lot of uh, 
interesting, innovating ideas that have been brought about. Whether they're successful or not is not so much the uh, the important thing. Some something is bound to to stick and to work. And at the same time, what we've seen from my perspective throughout these last ten or eleven months is that there is quite a strong resilience in this industry. And you know, food service is a big part of our culture, our fabric. Um, and you've seen through as an example, eat out to help out in the summer, or even just before the Christmas period, before lockdown was implemented, people are still very much engaged with going out, um, having experiences and using their favorite brands. And I think if anything, as you say, it's only strengthened the position. So we're hoping for better times and to go back to some level of normality, but all of the things that have been um, worked on in this last year or so, aren't in vain and will also be there to continue, I think. What is your outlook on the future of food service? As far as the future for food service goes, my personal view is quite an optimistic and positive one. It's obviously not been the easiest of times for businesses in general, but at the same time, that period of reflection and time to innovate and time to think of different ways of generating revenue for the business have come at a time where we may not have had that focus a year ago. And these may not have been things that we would have considered doing because of all the other focus that we had prior to COVID. Um, We were really traveling at full speed beforehand, opening stores, and um, really that was the only key focus for us. But um, it's given us time to take stock and consider other ways, and it's accelerated those projects that may not have been looked at before. And I do think, as I said before, eventually, once we do have a little bit of normality back, those things aren't going to go away. I think takeaway is still uh, going to be a very, very strong proposition in the food service industry in general. I think the trajectory has always been that way. If anything, COVID has accelerated all of that. Thank you so much for joining us, Elliot. It's been really great to hear about your story with Chopsticks over the pandemic and to hear your views on the future. No, thank you very much for having me, guys, and uh, hoping for some better times to come. Absolutely. And of course, David, thank you so much for joining me on this one as well. It's been a pleasure as always having you here. No worries. Thanks for having me on as usual. Now is the part where I remind you to go and listen to the other episodes we've been doing recently. If you haven't already, please make sure you check out our previous episodes on tips for best utilizing your social media at this time. And we also recently launched a mini series on the trends for 2021, which is definitely worth a listen. In the next episode, we'll be looking at what businesses can do to make the most of the current downtime. But for further support with COVID-19, we have a wide range of support tools available to help you get back on your feet and to help you get best prepared for a better future. You can find the links in our episode summary. As always, please remember to subscribe to be the first to hear our upcoming episodes. See you next time.